Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Bikini in the Brain episode. I am with, to my right, the most winning IFBB pro in the history of the sport as of, well, as of for a while, but <laughs> she just hit number 40 last weekend, Woo. an epic milestone, Ashley Kotwasser. Hey. <laughs> we're we're uh, two days two days out from that. How are you feeling now about that? For, we we got to talk about that first. Yeah. I mean, you, you won 40 shows. Yeah, it's been a good, crazy. It's a good, uh, good little run there, huh? Um, but yeah, I feel pretty good. Um, I feel, I was, uh, you know, I worked out today with Sam. I felt a little weak today, but uh, I'll get it back. I'm getting my strength back. So yeah, I feel good though. It's crazy to think about. Has it really hit you crazy. yet? That does it ever hit you that? Because I try to step back from it. I can't really. I have a hard time stepping back from it because I'm in it with you. You know. Uh -huh. But does it hit you yet that ever like no because I'm still going like it's yeah, like it's why really why reflect on it like when I'm still like not even close to being done like yeah. I'm just getting started so it's kind of like we well like, you know it's cool I think the milestones remind me though like yeah. 20 30 40 yeah. and then 50 will be another one where I'm like oh wow yeah <laughs> or even 45 but like um yeah I think it's just I just know I'm not done yet <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so that's why I'm, I don't know. That's why it hasn't hit me. Yeah. That's, that's funny. So yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing to think about. I don't know. It's a, like, I try to, I try to step back from it and I'm like, but you're right. We don't get that time. Cause we're already right. When we got off the stage, we're, we're, we're happy. We talked in the mm -hmm. interview and then we're like, okay, what's next? You know, it's, yeah. it's just like, let's keep going. Exactly. You know? So, uh, well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, personal that. note, I'm very proud of you. You Thank know, I don't tell you that enough. And uh, your inspiration to everyone and and to me too, even though, like, even in my work, I'm like, you know, Ashley works that hard. I need to work that hard, you know, in, in other aspects, you know. And so it's uh, it just shows, you know, your mental fortitude and it shows what we're capable of if you keep you keep your foot on the gas and wh where you can end up. So I think a lot of people drive inspiration from that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, I had a lot of girls backstage tell me, Nice things. It's funny Aww. that so, funny sometimes people will like talk to me about you like in front of you type of thing. It's like like you know how it <laughs> like is. I'm not I'm not approachable or something. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> but but I had a couple people uh, will do that of course. But I had a couple people just this the girls that are backstage just talking about um, how inspiring it is that you have proven that you can stay lean in the off season mm -hmm. and that it's not worth it to blow up in the off season. And I had a few people say that, and it's just like she sets a real good example at. You know, I just want to be, there was a girl, she was like, I just want to be fit all the time. Like, I love competing, but it's not my main thing. Yeah. But I just want to be fit all the time, like close to this level of fit. And she shows that you can do it. And that's yes, why I really like her. Absolutely. And, and um, she's like, and if I ever do anything with this, that's great. But that's not really my thing. This is just to kind of peak my physique. And I was like, that's great. That's, I love that, yes. that about, about the sport. You know, that's what I think a lot of people use this for that sport to get in shape. We had a, another guy, that doctor that was there. He was like, yeah, I just do this to get in great shape once a year, twice a year. And I was like, that's awesome. You know, I think that this should be used for that. And everyone needs that time-based deadline. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so you inspire a whole bunch. So Thank you. yeah, so congratulations. Got to get that, got to get that out of the way. But today's podcast, um, I think it's a fun one. You know, we have, we're talking about bodybuilding lingo. This was Ashley's idea. You yes. want to go into what that means? Yeah. So, you know, something I realized, Adam, is like when we talk on this podcast, we're throwing a lot of lingo around that maybe somebody doesn't really know what it is, or maybe they heard heard of it and think they know what it is, but they don't really truly know what we're talking about. So I think this is helpful for us to kind of refresh our phrases and our lingo and our slang that we always use and what other people in the industry use and kind of go more in depth 
on to what it all means. Yeah. And so we're going to go into a whole bunch of terms. You know, uh, I'm just going to throw off a few of them here. Fullness, stringy, dry, striated, grainy, bubbly muscle, pretty muscle. There's a whole bunch of them. And we're going to do, this will probably be a little bit of a longer. We might end up doing two parts. And we're talking about doing both the lingo, going into what it means and how you can avoid it or how you can achieve it, whatever. Um, and then the other one, the, the, another podcast coming up soon would be, well, I guess we'll see how well, it goes. You have to tune in. So <laughs> don't get too ahead of yourself because oh, okay, okay. we might have to do a little recaps here from the season yes. and going into it. But so there's potentially yes. two to three within this. Yes. 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 So it's so many tuned. things. Yeah. We don't want to give away too many secrets because we want you guys coming back and listening. So yeah. we might, know. we might have another secret for you coming up. <laughs> we'll have to let you know. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and jump right in. So. The first one, which I think is, I'm glad you put this as the first one, yes. but fullness, being full, flat. Yes. So you might hear it all the time. Oh, she came in fuller. Or your coach might say, oh, I want you fuller for the show. Or even feedback from judges will say, we need you fuller. And then you also might hear, oh, you looked a little flat. So what does it mean to be full versus flat? Yeah. And so here's the thing. The fullness one gets me. And I've, I've told this to judges before too, but they're, they're, they're set in their ways. They're not going to probably change it. So fullness means two things. And if you girls are, and it actually happened this weekend, uh, fullness means two things. A lot of times a judge will say, I need you to be a little fuller, right? Understand that the judge will rarely have a reference point of where you started to know if you're flat or not. Visually seeing if someone's flat, if you've never seen them before and you just saw them on stage, is really hard to identify. I can kind of do it, but and I've been doing this like my, my whole life. I can kind of do it. So to to visually just look at someone, never have a reference point and be like, "Oh, you're flat." It's really hard because it's like, "Oh, is she just is she really flat, or is she just small and has a little bit of body fat?" That's what it kind of looks like if you're flat. So fullness means two things. So if a judge is saying you're you need to be fuller, unless they've seen you a whole bunch of times, like like Ashley, if if Sandy said that to Ashley, you're, you need to be fuller and was talking about flatness, totally would understand because she's seen her so many times. She can identify when she's had not enough carbs and she's actually flat, but she could also say fullness as she needs more fullness as in her shoulders need more muscle, actual skeletal tissue, right? So there's a difference between the two. So if you're a new NPC competitor and a judge says you need to be fuller, they're most likely talking about you needing more overall size unless you've competed 10 times in front of them and they have a reference point where they know that you're flat at this point. Mm-hmm. So, and we can go into flat. Yes, flat, I guess, is just the opposite. So kind of like a deflated balloon, you yeah. know, just a little too depleted looking, um, not enough pop, not enough bubble. So um, if fullness is that bubbly f- full <laughs> um, appearance, then flat is the opposite, so... Yeah, so an easy an easy way to reference that would be, um, you know, let's use this. We'll use this. Uh, we'll use this soda can. I'm gonna try to make a, a metaphor out of metaphor out of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when the when the soda can hasn't when I haven't popped the lid, and it's a hundred percent full of liquid, right? Let's let's call the muscle. Let's call the soda can the muscle fascia and the muscle. Uh, when it's full of carbs, it's a, that's a hundred percent full, and there's no spilling over at this point, right? We did a great job. You had a hundred percent fullness before you popped the cap. All right. So that's, that's what you want in the muscle. You want hundred percent fullness. You want all the carbs in the muscle. You want that can to be dense. You can't squeeze it because there's just too much liquid in it. It's too dense. Um, the, the muscle itself, it's more dense, more full, more round. Um, but the, now let's say you didn't have enough carbs, right? Well, now I drank half of it. It's a, the can's a lot more easy to, to push in. Um, the muscles not, doesn't have that pop and that hardness, that roundness, fullness, 
Um, it's more squishy and it actually looks, you'll look a little higher in body fat actually when you're flatter. You'll look, because the pop's not there, you'll look a little softer. So that's why it's hard for a, a judge to identify, oh, are your muscles just flat or are they, you don't have enough yet. That's that's why I always say, hey, be careful when the judges say fullness because you don't really know and the judges don't really know if you've had enough carbs or if you just don't have enough muscle. Because when I see someone backstage for the first time, I'm like, oh, you just look like you need more muscle if that's the case. And you look like your conditioning isn't there. So you could you could have really good conditioning you could have really good fullness and then you can have a really hard peak week and you can flatten out and you'll actually look worse. You'll look softer on stage and look like you have higher body fat. And then the next day you could look better when you have a little bit more carbs um, and look fuller because the muscles just pop. They're more round and, and full and dense. So, and that does happen. And that's why I don't do extreme peak weeks with people. I kind of just kind of cruise into shows. Um, and, and that's a whole nother topic we can go into one day, but the, yeah, so that's, I guess that's a difference. So the goal for you is to fill up the can close the lid. <laughs> and then the other thing would be, I guess would be, um, you know, if you, I guess we go into spilled over yes, and that's since we're over. talking about it. Yes. Yeah. So if I had, if this is a 16 ounce can, if I put 20 ounces into it, that's spilling over. So what does spilling over do? Well, obviously the liquid is on the outside of the can now. Um, just like the carbs are outside the muscle cell, you're holding a little bit of water outside the muscle cell. You haven't absorbed all of them and you look a little bit softer. You look, uh, you visually look like you're holding fluid, like under the outside of the muscle cell. Mm -hmm. Your lines the, will be blurred. Yes. Yep, I was go. just about to say that <laughs> the lines that you have are going to be blurred. So my, my goal, if you're a client of mine or, um, you know, especially if you're a client of mine, because I want you guys to know this, uh, I will never shoot for a hundred percent fullness because it is much better to be 90% full than 10% spilled over, yes. you know, and you know, that's, that's going to be the, the goal. If I shooting for a hundred percent fullness, you're just asking for trouble. You know, I'm always shooting for, let's get you as close as we can, but on the airing on the side of, of, uh, of, of being, you know, of, of caution, I guess I'll say, yes. but you know, I will have scenarios where let's say I have a really small girl she's very petite and let's say she's doing a national show and she doesn't have a, all the muscle yet. Well, there's scenarios where I will spill, spill them over. If she's too lean too. If she's too, yeah. So the, the setup for that is they have to be too lean. So you get them a little bit too lean and then you just overfeed them like yes. crazy, spilling them on purpose. So that extra fullness looks like, uh, it looks like muscle because they're so lean that that blur looks like it's just muscle, right? So this yeah. is especially in bikini because yeah. they don't want you too, too, too lean. That yeah. doesn't really translate to other divisions mm -mm. quite as well as bikini. Yeah. It won't translate to bodybuilding because you're going to hide the striation, the exactly. quad striations and things mm -hmm. like that. And so, and that's another thing I was talking to someone about it this weekend. Um, that was talking about bikini and like they were so worried about backstage and I'm like hey look like there's not much going on back here <laughs> backstage that is gonna change your physique if you are a high level bodybuilder with cross striated quads and mm -hmm. striated glutes the difference of one rice cake versus three is significant right because that you could blur the cross striation but you're not even lean enough to see the difference between one and three exactly so you're gonna err on the side of not having as much food just to keep your waistline that's the exactly that's, that's the cautious so area. don't stress and be like oh my god i don't know if i should have an additional rice cake <laughs> i'm not really hungry but maybe i should have it because that one rice cake is going to be the difference between first place and eighth yeah it's not going to work like that in bikini you know what i mean and just skipping ahead here, I always say the haze in the barn by yeah. that point, like basically what's done is done and the hard work is complete. Now you just got to go out there and shine. But, um, you know, if everything's done and, and the hard work is complete, you know, you don't want to reverse that by going overboard and carving up and 
uh, spilling over and doing crazy things. So that's why I always say the haze in the barn at this point. Like, hey, we're coasting in right now. Yeah. And I had, I'm going to do a post this week about that because people really do worry about that backstage yes. day. <laughs> so just to give you guys a, an example, I have two people doing Masters Nationals um, next week that competed last weekend. Both of them, well, I have a few. Both of them uh, that I had do this won their classes. I just had them both show up. <laughs> they, one was kind of freaking out. The other one I've been with forever. And one was like, oh, what do I do here? What do I do? I said, you just show up. I said, she's like, but I'm, I'm so worried. I'm like, you're competing in, it was like, I don't know, 12 days. I'm like, we're not going to worry about this show. This show is just to get your comfortable on stage again. We're not going to do double peaks. We don't need to. You're already in shape. Just show up. She was like really worried. I'm like, just trust me. You look great. She won. She's a master's. She won her master's. She won her open. And I think she won another master's or she won three classes. And she was like, yeah, you're right. I was like, wow. I know I'm right. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is, you know, could we have been a little better? Maybe, you know, a tiny bit. But I mean, three wins is for three tries. Right. And, yeah. You know, definitely people get overly obsessed, especially like on show day. Like, because here's the thing, as a coach, you don't know exactly what time somebody's going to be on stage, right? You think you're going on at 10 and you go on at four. So it's not like you can write in the plan like, okay, when you are this and have exactly this amount, it's kind of like you have to at some point play it by ear since you don't know the scenario yeah. of the show. Because as you know, they're just all all over the place sometimes, unless you're like the first class and you know you're going on at nine, that's a little bit different, but you don't know the flow of the show. So yeah. And then so many more factors go into it, you know, um, your rate of digestion, you know, exactly. um, like, I don't know how, like, even after all these, I still don't know how fast Ashley digests X car versus X fat mm -hmm. versus X, whatever. It's, it's impossible to know. So everyone's going to vary, but I do know is that it's going to take you a very long time to absorb those carbs, get them out of your stomach into the muscle cell absorbed, like through that whole process, it's longer than you being backstage, having a rice kick and getting on stage. Like mm -hmm. you don't, you don't go through the, I wish we went through that process that quickly because it'd be so easy, but it's, we're talking a day to absorb carbs, you know? So just relax when you're backstage and have fun. Everything's done at that point. Yes. Don't Haze in the barn. Yep. Haze in the barn. Here we go. <laughs> Haze in the barn. Everything's done. Um, so the next few, I'm going to group them together because they're actually quite similar. Stringy, dry, striated, and grainy. Mm, yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is a, this one is hard for really hard for people to identify. And, uh, you, so let's go into the, so the, here, I like grainies and easy. We'll start there. So grainy and actually grainy could probably go into dry too. Um, so grainy is, uh, so why I like to explain grainy cause it's really hard to explain is, um, when you look, at, I'll use this as an example, the horse, like the horse thing. You know, a horse is an easy way to identify it. So when you see a horse walk, you look at their hips and you see all this like muscle fibers like twitching and you see all this like detail and definition in those muscle fibers when they're walking. Um, that would be kind of where you're looking at grainy. So you see someone's shoulder around pretty muscle like would be like me with my, my shirt on. Um, you know, no matter how big I got, and how tight I got with my shirt over it, I wouldn't be grainy. I would have that pretty muscle where it's just round and full and, and it's not grainy. Now, if I was, you know, then let's let's pretend I was ripped and I had all these striations in my shoulder and I would take the shirt off. Then at that point, you'd see all those grains, all those striations in detail. You don't want that in bikini. You don't want crazy detail, that depth in between each muscle fiber. You don't want to see that like that cut of each muscle fiber in depth. You want to see some of the insertions, but you don't want to see that like crazy, um, crazy dryness and or graininess to that muscle. So you want to still have, which I call pretty muscle, um, in that, in that thing. So 
um, maybe that'll be a, a good way of explaining that graininess, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. And something to note is you might see more of the graininess. You might see more of a dry look on masters competitors mm-hmm. in particular. Um, you'll find that if you look at shows and if you look at like the nationals, the masters competitors, uh, need to be a little more careful about this because, uh, the reason being is, um, as you get older, your skin does thin out a bit. So, um, the thinner your skin is, the the easier it is to get grainy, to get dry, to get striated, right? Yep. So, um, you know, that's just something to be aware of. And also the muscle maturity itself also has something to do with that. But um, that's, if you look, you'll, you'll kind of see a lot of the master competitors do have a little more of that grainy look. Yeah. And a lot of that, you're right, comes down to the thinness of the skin and then just the work over years. Yes. You know, that, that's the mm-hmm. detail of the, and the density of the muscle just yep. getting better and and which is for every other division, for the most part, is better. But for a bikini, some scenarios like the hamstrings is a worse thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So that's that. Um, and that could, you know, granny can kind of go into strided, like you said too. Um, strided is the of seeing the actual. Yeah. So I probably should have grouped that together. <laughs> seeing how I explained the the shirt over the strided muscle is basically that the striations, the actual fibers of the muscle. For example, um, a, a, a big killer of success in bikini is the hamstring striation. If you're strided in those hamstrings, you know, these days are getting pretty lean. So having a little bit of detail is, is acceptable because of how lean they are. Um, but having those vertical striations where it's all fully separated and you're seeing like the actual striations is a little bit too much. Seeing the quad striation when you walk in bikini, you could see a tiny bit of flicker of separation, but you don't want to see like full striations in those quads. And so really it comes down to how much depth you're showing, you know, in, in those quads. So, mm-hmm. um, there's a, there's a couple pro shows this weekend where girls had just a little bit too much detail in their quads, like too much separation and hardness to and their quads veins and too. veins. And that's really what hurt them in, in, mm. you know, doing well. Actually, there's quite a few. And I was like, man, uh, there is, and I'll do my bikini review this week, but there was three girls in, um, I guess the top six or seven, in the Vegas show here that were like, just, I saw them backstage. I was like, you're just pushed it too far. And that's, you know, visually you could see something like that 10 days ahead of time. You, you shouldn't be trying to, and it's always, they always say the same thing. They're like, Oh, it's carbon up. I've been having, you know, X hundreds of carbs this last few. I'm like, you should have seen that two weeks ago. It doesn't, doesn't matter. You know something (laughs) I'm going to say this too is sometimes these girls that complain that, Oh my gosh, I just can't eat enough. And I'm still, they're also doing a lot of cardio too. And I'm just like, well, why? Yeah. Why? What are we doing here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's pretty easy. You know I don't know. Because I, mean? like, I think sometimes competitors get in such a competitive mindset. They're just like, I have to do it. I have to do all this cardio. Like they're so they'd rather overshoot than undershoot. So whenever they overshoot, they overshoot big time. Yeah. And the, even though if they're eating all this, they're still doing a lot of cardio. And I tell you what. If I was in a situation like that, I'd be like, yay, no cardio. Yeah. That, Woo. That's the best no thing. No cardio. We put the recipe out there all the time. I don't yeah. know how people don't catch on to it. I'm like, yeah, she hasn't done cardio for, what, two of the shows this year so far? Yeah. Probably. Even right now, it's like very minimal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and even even when we get crazy with cardio, it's like the it's like an Orange Theory class a day. <laughs> Four days a week. Like yeah. It's like yeah. getting crazy. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, we've never done a two a day, like in our life, cardio. Mm-hmm. Like, so- do some people need it? I understand that, but that's different, right? But but if you're going from show to show, you shouldn't be going through that craziness. So, well, yeah, not yeah. only that, but if you're already, what I'm trying to say is if you're already striated, if you're already veiny yeah. and you're grainy, you probably shouldn't be doing cardio at that point. Yeah, like totally. I know it's hard to like say no, 
but remember we're in bikini we're not in women's physique we're in bikini here yeah and, it, so. and it's hurt it hurt girls last weekend yeah, yeah so for sure yeah it's it's a it's it's hard you're right though it's a mind thing yeah you know? it's, it's a mind thing for i sure. have i have girls in the off season because i try to get cardio super low in the off season and i have girls like i just want to do 30 minutes 30 minutes i'm like that's like six days a week seven days a week and i'm like i understand and in terms of health wise that it's the right call you should be doing cardio you know 30 minutes a day that's great but in terms of you setting up your your starting point the problem is is that when you say okay now i want to prep well your starting point what your body's used to is seven days a week of cardio at 30 minutes where do i go from there well if i increase your cardio by 20 percent as we start prep the only place i can do it start is okay now we're at 36 minutes seven days a week that's a starting point that should be my finishing point for cardio you know not my starting point so um, i can't tell you how many people I've had do 45 minutes or less cardio daily as a finishing point. I would say it's probably 90% of my clients have 45 minutes or less as a finishing point for cardio, not a starting point. So that's why, you know, bodybuilding, when you look at it as health and fitness, yeah, there's some things that don't really line up health and fitness wise, because I'd rather you do zero cardio in the off season. So my starting point is zero mm -hmm. and I could be like, Oh, 10 minutes, five days a week. And that's a stimulus to you. Right. you know? Yeah. So. I mean, if you're, we're talking about like overall health too, like you can still walk outside. It's not like we're yeah. saying, you have to stay in a chair all day <laughs> so you don't burn any calories. No, it's still good just to, to be up and active, even some brisk walking. But, uh, you know, if, if you're complaining that you can't eat enough of this food, but you're also doing like hours of cardio, it's like, well, well it, what are we doing here? You're you know? offsetting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, I mean, you know, that doesn't mean you have to be just stuck in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> get out and walk my harder my harder preps are from people who move too much those are my yeah. harder ones um yeah i had and, and steve would be a good example of that because his work he was in military and so he was doing like we we're doing like weekly steps and he was at like 140 to 160,000 steps a week and it's mm. like it's so much it was cardio was like it had the starting point had to be a lot because the the step count in general was already so high all year now he doesn't do that as much anymore. So it's a lot easier now. And he's getting, it was funny is now he's getting shredded, right? And, and, and before it was like harder to get shredded because he was doing so many steps. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 those things do matter when we talk about physique sports, but yeah. So that's, that's something to just think about. Now we're still in that uh, dry and um, stringy. So we got strided, but uh, grainy. So dry and stringy, stringy is something you want to avoid, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I, I won't ever call anyone out and say they're stringy unless they're in that like top five being like, oh, a little stringy. Just, I'm always honest about those things, but the, the stringy look, you could see it, you know, it's like, um, it's like someone let all the air out of a balloon. You know, they let all the air out of the balloon. They dieted for too long. Um, and they just never filled out. They couldn't fill out because they were so over dieted that their body just needed rest on top of it. And you just look like, I mean, you look like you had a hard prep, you know, you look like someone let their air out of your balloon, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard thing to look show without a visual picture of stringy. Yeah, you just look, your body looks tired. You'll see a lot of ribs on the girl. Their mm -hmm. face is drawn out. Their arms and shoulders just look like there's just no pop to them. I mean, it's yes. a visually, you could see it right away, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and a, a you look more skeletal. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's a good, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's just, if you look like that, you probably went overboard. Um, it, it probably had a lot to do with your cardio and calorie consumption. And, um, Hopefully you could, you, your coach will spot it before it happens. Sometimes now understand too, when we're in prep, the, and it sucks because I know that, you know, I always say, Hey, be fit all year and this and that. If you have a hard prep, because maybe your off season wasn't so great, you're probably going to get a little flat and a little stringy within the prep. It is what it is. You have to get lean. You know, that's just part of it. Um, you know, the last thing your coach wants to hear is I'm flat, I'm flat. You know, you're supposed to be flat. If you, 
like you kind of cause your own flatness, you know, Ashley's not going to flatten out like crazy because she's staying within, you know, six pounds of stage weight mostly. Right. So her flattening out would be a real big error on my part. Um, someone who needs to lose 30 pounds. Yeah. You're going to flatten out. I'm sorry. You're going to flatten out. You're not going to feel good. You're probably going to do a ton of cardio. You're perhaps going to be miserable. You're not going to eat that many calories and you're going to be a little stringy at points. You're going to be like, oh, I'm so stringy. You did it to yourself. Yeah. All I'm doing is getting you ready for a show with what you gave me. Right. So just understand that you're, you know, you kind of set yourself up for those things. Um, but on stage day, that's when it matters. So just understand if you're getting stringy and flat within the prep, it's part of it depending on your setup. And as long as the final package is what matters, don't let that mess with your head because it will mess with your head. I've been there myself, you know, being really flat and I'm like, Oh, I'm so small and this and that. And I'm like, okay, the final package is what matters. So absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So next up we have, I'm going to group these together, bubbly muscle and also pretty muscle, which yeah. you kind of went into already. Yeah. So if you just want to give a, a more in-depth uh, version of that. Yeah, there's, and this could be, they're mostly the same thing, but there are some times where they're not. And so, um, so the bubbly muscle, if we talk about genetic like structure, there's some people who just have really round muscle bellies Yes, and that is, uh, you know, that's just a God given thing. You either got it or you don't. And, um, you know, you can make them rounder, but you're, you're, for example, Ashley has really round, uh, has bubbly glutes and has a lot to do with her insertion, not being so long on her, mm -hmm. on her legs. So when girls have more projection in their glutes, more roundness to their glutes, from that profile, they generally, and then not 100% of the time, actually it probably is 100% of the time, they generally have a higher insertion point, but then they also don't have as good of a tie-in or as long of a tie-in. Um, I guess you would define good as based on your own thing, but as long of a tie-in on the on the backside. So that's why it probably took Ashley a little longer to get that tie. Now it's there, we got it, but she had to probably build a lot more than the average person to get that tie-in to show up the way it does for someone who just has that longer tie-in because with the longer time, there's more longer muscle fibers to get bigger. So it's mm -hmm. just part of it. It's going to be, um, you know, the more muscle fiber that's there, the easier it is to, to grow it. And, you know, if you have a girl yes. with no butt that starts, she's never going to have the butt of a Eurishna who had great glutes to start, you know, and because she had great glutes to start, she can get them to wellness level um, easier because there's more to work with that muscle, that round muscle belly. So if a bodybuilder context, um, Flex Wheeler, like was a real good example. If you ever want to look up his pictures, round bubbly muscles um but um just to kind of clarify to you because on the opposite end the girl with the longer tie-ins from the back the girls that have like like whoa she has long glutes it's also harder for them to get the profile glutes so mm -hmm. it's like a give and take so somebody with a profile just to recap what you said somebody with usually not always i'm not going to say this is the 100 percent the case but usually somebody that has shorter tie-ins can get a more bubbly uh booty with more projection um but their tie-ins from the back won't be as long versus somebody that has longer tie-ins from the back, usually, but not always, won't have as much projection from the side or the profile glute. Yeah, it's pretty rare to have both. Yes, mm. it's possible. I've seen wellness girls have it, but yeah. usually it's a give and take. Yeah, yep. And so um, now pretty muscle, this is the fun one. And this is, I'm really happy to hear this term. This is my bodybuilding give. I started calling it pretty muscle and I hear it all the time now. And I'm like, yeah, that was my, <laughs> I started that. And so, um, it's, it's a uh, pretty muscle is the opposite of what I talked about. Those, uh, muscle fibers in the horse when they're flickering, pretty muscle would be that same horse walking with these round full muscles with no muscle fibers flickering. It would just be 
the skin tone, the shine goes off the, the skin tone really well. The light flickers off the skin tone really well. There's no muscle fibers um, you're seeing in that striations when they're walking. There's no flickering of fibers. It's just a round, full, healthy-looking muscle. Um, it looks dense. It looks hard. It looks like um, if you were to just get a get a, a, a ball and put a piece of cloth on top of it and you hit that that's how it would look you know you wouldn't see the the basketball little uh the little dimples in the basketball or whatever those things are for the grip you just see the cloth and the roundness and the fullness and you'd pull that cloth real tight mm-hmm. and that's that's what a pretty muscle would look like yeah. yeah and my way to describe it too is like um you know when we hear the word supple we think of skin right but if we're applying supple to muscle it's like a nice juicy like muscle you can grab it and it's like you know it's a meaty muscle yeah <laughs> versus like beef jerky if you there you go <laughs> beef yeah. jerky muscle would be like grainy all right so it's kind of like a nice you know nice you know ooh. i like that you know yeah so that's that's what my way to describe so beef it. jerky versus a, a full a full lean piece of meat beef yeah <laughs> nice nice supple healthy hydrated muscle yeah. you know very hydrated. definitely hydrated is a big mm-hmm. part of it you know yes so yeah. All right. So pretty muscle. That's a keep using it. Cause I want, that's going to be my, that's going to be my term to bodybuilding. <laughs> all right. So this is your term. Yes. This is mine. <laughs> Contest prep crankies. <laughs> so like when you're a week out or so, and you're just like so focused on your show and you just, you know, giving all your energy to the show, you can oftentimes get a little cranky. It happens to the best of us. Um, but, uh, you know, it goes away after the show. So You've been you've been pretty <laughs> good at your good cranks sleep. this year. You haven't been too yeah. bad with your cranks. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> true, true. So that's that's. I, I guess that would probably, probably fall into the term of just being overwhelmed, exhausted, hangry. Probably all those compiled into the crankies, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's a tough thing. It's, it's at a certain point you just got to be like, yeah, I chose to do this, and I'm I'm privileged to do this, and I got to get through it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Okay, competitor goggles. Ooh, that's a good one. Is that yours too? I think that is yours. I think we all use it. Yeah. I mean, Sam used it. I call it competitor glasses. She calls it competitor goggles, but it's the same thing. Yeah. But basically it's whenever you are in the thick of it, you know, and you don't think you're ready or maybe the opposite. Maybe you think you're overly ready or you know what I mean? Yeah. So you could be, for example, I might be extremely lean and I don't see myself that way. All right. But then I, I get a check in from Adam and he's like, whoa, Ashley, you're way too lean right now. I'm like, no, I still got a ways to go. I got to get leaner. He's like, no, 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 girl, you better you better carb up right now. <laughs> you know, so it's like kind of like you don't see yourself and you don't see your changes you're making. But um, yeah, it could also be the opposite way too. like you could be not lean enough but you think you're too lean. I think it usually happens That's, the other way though, yeah. honestly. Usually it happens the other way. People don't think they're lean enough. Um, what's You know what I've found in all my years of doing this? I've found that the good competitors never think that they're good enough. And then the competitors who are not where they should be think that they're way past the level of where they're at. Like I'll, like I'll have like this competitor who's, you know, still looks 12 weeks out email me a picture. I'm doing a show in four weeks. I want to do wellness. And I'm like, I'm like, you still need more muscle for a bikini. Like when you're 16 weeks out, uh, how are you doing a show in a month? You know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, I'll tell them in a nice way, as nice as I can. You know, that's a, there's no nice way to really deliver that news. I've unfortunately made some, some people upset with that because I just, it, it doesn't help them for coach to just be like, 
you know, oh yeah, like it, how would that help you at all? You're going to find out in four weeks. Mm-hmm. So I say it the nicest way I can, but you, you run into a lot of that. I'm like, you have the competitor goggles to the extreme right now. You don't understand what the real reality of the sport is. Um, and so I'll send them pictures of like uh, NPC News Online of like winners of local shows even and just be like, hey, this is where your standard is. You're overshooting or whatever. So you run into that a lot. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. They, you know, that's it. But it's a, it's a common thing. It's a common thing. So that's why you have a coach, you know, they, exactly. they can, they have the eye for you. Just, just trust them and, and go from there. So, mm-hmm. so carb loading and also back loading as mm-hmm. well with the carbs. Yeah. So carb loading is a carb loading is a, is an art form a hundred percent. You know, there's, there's no other way of really describing it. You have to know, you have to know the, the person's diet history, how, how, how depleted they are, how they absorb carbs. Um, there's just so many things that go into it. Some people I'll do, we call carb front loading, which is having carbs earlier in the week before peak week. Um, some people will have carb back loading. I usually do carb back loading with people I'm more experienced with because I've been through it a few times with them and I understand it, or, um, maybe they're not as lean and I won't give them as many carbs and I'm trying to diet them down still the earlier part of the week. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for these things, but the carb, carb backloading is basically the last couple of days before the show. Mm-hmm. Carb front loading is earlier on in the week. Um, and that's basically the differences of the, of the carb loading, but the purpose of peak week, and I need to emphasize this for everyone out there, especially in bikini bikini is not you guys don't understand bikini is not bodybuilding all right it is it is defined as bikini it's a fitness model contest to the extreme of course but it is not bodybuilding you are not going to have you should not be having crazy peak weeks for bikini because it's unpredictable you've even seen top top names in the sport try to do these crazy peak weeks and fail at the highest levels right it peak week should literally just be getting your body right, filling out what you need to fill out. It is not a week for crazy weight loss. It is not a crazy week for fat loss. It's not a crazy week for water manipulation and all these things, all of these things, you start combining all these crazy things and the end result becomes unpredictable. And that's why you see people who do too many of these crazy things that, yeah, they might hit one in five shows and look incredible, but then the other ones you're like, oh, and you know, a lot of times people don't pay attention to those. Well, the reason is, is because they did too many things. Maybe they're doing too many things with their water and too many things with their sodium and their water loading and this and that. All these things combined. I mean, when you have that many variables and you can't control them, it becomes really hard. So for me, it's like, okay, keep everything pretty much the same. Maybe it takes us an extra week or two of dieting to get you to that stage. Whatever, right? It's predictable now. Now I know what 300 carbs looks on you versus 150 carbs. And now that's my only variable. Maybe control the water a little bit and that's it, you know, but it's never cutting. It's like controlling. It's a different. It's still having it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, just if you want to have a longevity in the sport and you want to avoid rebounding from show to show and you want to do a go from show to show, you're going to have to understand that you're going to just do some basic things with carbs. You're not a bodybuilder. You don't need cross striations. You just need to come in shape. You don't need to try to get in shape during peak week. So there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, let's move on to, um, depleted, which is can be also kind of grouped into a few other things, but depleted, you know, you're just worn down, um, not getting enough food in, um, maybe too much cardio, looking tired, body needs to eat, body needs to rest, body needs a little break from the gym. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. This one, uh, is a tough one because people don't understand that it's, people don't understand this one. So they don't, understand the reality of 
dieting too hard. And this is where it becomes a problem for, for coaches, especially. So when someone comes to me and they're 30 pounds over stage weight, and we're talking bikini, 30 pounds over stage weight, 16 weeks out from a show, 14 weeks out from a show. And they're like, I can do it. I can lose 30 pounds. And I'm like, yeah, you can do it probably, maybe, you know, but will you look your best at the end of this? Because really, if you have 14 weeks, what that means is to me is really we have 12 weeks because you're going to be so depleted come week 12 and so beat up and so stringy and so drawn out. And so like just your body needs is just full of inflammation and rest because you're going to have, there's no way to get there without doing, you know, two hours of cardio, a thousand calories, you know, fat burners, everything you need to get shredded. And then you're just like, and then I'm going to look great on stage. I'm going to look like I didn't even work that hard. <laughs> like name anything in the world where you can beat yourself up for 12 weeks and just look normal the next day. Like talk to anyone who did any camp whatsoever and ask them if they just can just wake up the next day and look like they didn't do anything. Cause that's what bikini means. Bikini is supposed to look like a fitness model. You're supposed to not look drawn out and beat up and depleted, you know, like that doesn't happen in, in, in sports. You know, you don't look at sports where someone who went through a really, really hard camp or something. And then the next day they just have no injuries, no inflammation, no anything like, okay, you're going to, you're going to be training for whatever, uh, a fight. Right. And these guys do 12 week camp and they're sparring every single day and they have, they're, they're going to, they're going to show up on Saturday, even though they had to train all the way hard till Thursday. And they're going to show up on Saturday with no, no bruises, no injuries, no anything. I'm going to look like I haven't been training. I'm like that. That doesn't, that doesn't work. <laughs> that's not how it works. So you're going to need, you know, and that's what I always say, you know, I, I keep the message is getting out there. You know, your off seasons are dictate your in seasons, but you want to have a good in season. You want to have, um, not look depleted on stage. You want to look your actual best. Don't rush your prep and don't go too far off in the off season because you have to not just get in shape, not just not look, not just have low body fat on stage. You have to look rested, recovered, full, pretty muscle, not stringy, not depleted. And that's going to take time. That's going to add an additional week of basically deloading your whole body, letting your body rest and recover. And that might even be not be enough, depending on how hard the first 12 weeks were, to see if you're ready. Yes, you can do it. Yes, you can lose 30 pounds. But you losing 30 pounds and you losing 30 pounds and being your best are two different things. They're way two different things. And so for fitness model bikini contest, you need to look healthy and vibrant and look like you haven't been dieted down um, and haven't been crushing yourself. And that is different than just losing 30 pounds. So more goes into it than just staying lean in the off season. It's how you look at the final product. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, I think like a, another telltale sign of being like very depleted is the cheeks too. Oh, yeah. Those really sunken in cheeks. I know you mentioned that earlier in, in the other ones. But that diet face, man, if it's too much, you might be depleted. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so another one that um, we're going to kind of, this is like, one of your things, like an X frame versus an hourglass frame. Mm -hmm. So to some extent, we all want like an X frame, right? But for bikini, we want to make it a little more hourglass uh, version of the X frame. So I think a good way to describe it would be like a, a true X frame is very angular, right? Sharp angles versus an hourglass is kind of like an X frame, but with more roundness to it, like smoother lines mm -hmm. rather than abrupt angles. Yeah. And I'd like to give uh, credit to this one. Um, this was given to me actually by Sandy. I didn't, I didn't uh, come up with this one. Um, I started saying it, but, okay. but Sandy explained that definition to me being the difference mm -hmm. of bikini and figure being um, years ago too. She's been using this and she still uses it to this day. She says, I don't want an X frame 
I want an hourglass frame. And that difference, explaining that to people is really difficult because they don't understand the differences. And I think that's a probably the best terminology you can come up with is those sharp angles. The, yes. The high sharp lats, the squared off glutes, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. You don't want those things. You want round lines yes. um, in, in bikini, the hourglass versus the X-frame. So yeah, that is a that is one of the ways that Sandy will describe, you know, the muscle tone that you should have. And, you know, some girls will get really X'd out in bikini and then they don't do as well. And they're like, but I built all the muscle like they told me to, but you look all X'd out. It's not the the smooth, round, curvy lines that they want in bikini. So mm-hmm, yeah. absolutely. So let's move on to uh main gaining and also lean gaining. Yeah. Yeah. So you wanna go for it? You know that no, one. You really? go for okay. It. Well, main gaining. Main gaining, I think main gaining is the same as lean gaining, right? The same thing. Um, so main gaining term, I think I think Greg Doucette made that term up. I think he made that term up, main gaining. That's the only time I ever heard it. But main gaining is, so I was, always used lean gaining until main gaining became main street. But main gaining means maintaining your body fat levels or at least close to maintaining your body fat levels. And then gaining, just focusing on gaining lean mass, which is what we'll do a high percentage of the time. I don't want to give a percentage because it's, it's depending on the person. But but a high percentage of the time, I'm trying to lean gain people, and I'm being very realistic with it. I'm saying, okay, you're uh, whatever. You're a natural bikini competitor. You're going to gain one pound of muscle probably a month in a great scenario. So we don't need to gain a pound a week because the rest of that's going to be body fat. We know based on based on you know what's typical for a bikini competitor at your size, you're not going to gain more than probably a pound of lean mass a month at your best because that'd be 12 pounds a year and that'd be a totally different person at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Realistically for an advanced person, it's probably one pound every two months. So why am I gaining a pound a week? Why is that the target? Right? Mm -hmm. So that's main gaining. And, um, you know, remember every pound of body fat you, you gain is a pound of body fat you have to lose. And so you're making your prep longer every time you gain. And so I try to avoid that. I'd rather gain. I mean, and I think everyone out there, if they could choose to would rather gain just six pounds of pure lean mass a year then gain 20 pounds and have to diet off those 14 mm-hmm. pounds too. So it all it all equals out in the end, and that's what people don't understand, is that it all equals out in the end. If I gained only six pounds of lean mass and had zero dieting months, and I I it would equal out to the same amount of time, right? So uh, if I gained six pounds, but it took me all year, or I gained six pounds in six months, but then I had to diet for six months to lose all the body fat and net those six pounds of lean mass, well, then I dieted for six months gained for six months, they both netted the same. So why not just focus on the lean gaining, feel good all year, lean, be lean all year, be able to just, you know, comfortable in your own skin all year um, and net the same result without having that diet damage too. You Absolutely. Know, so, yeah. And another term I guess we could use that goes along with this is recomp. Yeah. So kind of same idea, you know, kind of replacing uh, your pounds of fat with muscle. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, uh, so that's a recomp is your recomping is, is exactly what she says losing body fat while gaining muscle hard to do but very very uh possible with through nutrient partitioning yeah but more doable for somebody that already has higher percentage of body fat anyway yes so you girls out there that are dieting down when you're already shredded not gonna happen for yes you. yeah eat something <laughs> there's a few of you out there where i'm like man your physique would be so good if you just ate a little uh-huh. more but the uh yeah so if you have um if you have a decent amount of body fat, and I'm not saying high level body fat, but just a, a, a good amount of body fat, you know, maybe you're 15 pounds to lose of body fat, you can get away with still building muscle because remember, body fat's just energy. It's just stored energy. So your body can use that if it needs to, to get through the day while you're still feeding yourself and feeding your muscles. And that's basically what recomping is. I'm still going to eat, 
I'm going to feed my muscles, but I'm going to be in a calorie deficit. If my body needs any extra energy, I have some of it right here on my stomach. <laughs> that is just energy finalized and stored waiting for me to use. What's the difference, right? So mm -hmm. yes, you can recomp. Is it the best way of building muscle? I don't think there's any argument that would say, yes, that's the best way of building muscle, but it's going to have varying degrees. Yeah. If you have a hundred pounds of body fat, it's probably just as good as building muscles if you're bulking, I imagine. So, um, but yeah, it's going to get a lot lower, the lower the body fat is, because it's going to be harder for your body to, to use that as energy to get through the day when there's like no body fat there. So, yep, absolutely. Yeah. So next is bulking. It's something we don't do. <laughs> bulking. No, 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 no need yeah. for that. That's like purposely putting on body fat to gain muscle. And again, going back to what you said, I mean, there's very rare scenarios where somebody's so depleted that they need more body fat, yeah. maybe very rare, but more times than not, that is not really the case. You don't need to purposely put on body fat. Like yeah. it's not necessary. Yeah. I would say one of, one of my biggest regrets was when I was young bodybuilder, I didn't know this stuff, you know, I was like 17, 18 and I was bulking thinking that was the best way of putting on body fat. Um, because I'd, you know, I'd see these bodybuilders who would do this back then. And I would say that was probably that. And that's probably still to this, like, I still probably have negatives from that from this day, whether it's, um, because when you gain a lot of body fat, especially purposely, you're not just gaining body fat right then you're actually multiplying fat cells in your body. And then it's harder to lose body fat later on. And so the, you know, the more fat cells you have, the, the harder it's going to be later on. There's no way to get rid of those fat cells. You can multiply Unless them. you get lipo. liposuction. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, if you go and you bulk like crazy, you're always going to have more fat cells, which are more susceptible to gaining body fat later on. You know, so um, I regret that. But, um, you know, I, I maybe that's why I always am really cautious of my diet nowadays. I don't know. I bulked pretty hard back then. So, uh, I mean, I would be like doing like full pizzas. And so I just thought it was the right way to do it, you know. And um, so, yeah, so bulking... I think is a, is an outdated, I think it's a terrible idea, except for the very rare circumstance. Like you talked about someone's too lean. Maybe they do have a crazy metabolism really only if they're too lean, even if they have a crazy metabolism, it's still not a great idea. It's just, that's the only way to get ahead uh, and catch up at that point. But you're remember, we're worried about net muscle gain from stage to stage. Do you, what do you weigh from uh, your show at this show versus the next show. Not what did you weigh in between? You know, we like to glamorize it, especially, especially men. Men are the worst at this. It's like, oh, dude, I just got to get to 200. I'm like, you're 180 right now, dude. 200 is going to take you three years to get to skeletal muscle wise. And I'll be there by the end of summer. And I'm like, you're going to be fat by the end of summer. Yeah. You're, you're going to gain 18 pounds of body fat by the end of summer, two pounds of muscle. Nothing will change muscle wise because you're eating more. You might get three pounds of muscle instead of two in those three months. But then when you diet off those 18, those, those 17 pounds, you're going to lose that pound of muscle. So then you're going to net still two pounds of muscle and you just spent a lot more time. You had a little bit more fun gaining, you had a lot worse time dieting and that applies to bikini as well. So it's net muscle of stage to stage. What's the difference? Net muscle, not in between. Absolutely. Yeah. Next up we have cutting. Oh gosh, that one's pretty, I guess. Yeah. Pretty cut and dry, da, da. but you know, just getting leaner. And uh, speaking of getting leaner, I got a pee. So, Adam, are you doing a pee break? It's I so rare. It's so rare. I know. It's the I second know. time. So you, you hold years. it down. I got it. I'll go through. Go a through the list. <laughs> okay. And I you just, too. Oh, Malena too. Pee train going oh on right now. Goodness. You well, don't, girls. don't, don't. You this know, is my life. Surrounded by women that always got a pee. That's right. literally my life. Hold it down. Everyone for drinks us. Like two gallons of water. <laughs> 
every time I drive with Kimber, we got to stop a hundred times, right? Well, she's not, she's pretty good, but so, all right, I'm going into, you can go ahead you're fine. We're going to, we're, this is, this is the life of a cutie coach. All right. So we're going to go into, um, so cutting, as she said, cutting is obviously simple. There's really not much to, to do with the cutting. Cutting is just, you know, losing body fat, deciding to go into a diet. When am I going to start cutting? Um, you know, I know that sounds for a lot of you people who are out there that are listening to the podcast. Obviously, I know what cutting is. A lot of people are getting new into this and they don't know what cutting is. So that is uh, that is what cutting is, leaning out, all that, right? So, but the next one we're going to go into is ribby. And ribby is one that is something that needs to be, it's, it's hard because sometimes it's structural. Sometimes you'll have girls that just naturally have like bigger ribs. But honestly, a lot of times this happens because of the way that the girls are posing. If you pose really tall, which we want you to, I always say, uh, pose really tall and proud, like pose upright and tall and proud. But sometimes when you're posing really tall and upright and proud, and you're maybe kind of slightly vacuuming, maybe more than normal, uh, more than you should be, because you're keeping your core tight, you'll see your ribs pop out. And that's the the problem is, is once you start seeing bone, you start seeing um, the ribs, the difference of you being lean and the difference of you being skinny is kind of like a marker of how much of his or her ribs showing, right? Um, when you see a lot of ribs on someone, you just automatically think, oh, she's skinny, not she's lean. So we want the idea of you being lean, not skinny and drawn out and stringy, right? But the more your ribs show that, the more you're... So what do you do if you do have those ribs that are showing? Um, you know, when you train the abs, you know, there's going to be a give and take on that. You could train the obliques and get a little bit of muscle there. Um, but most likely you're just not going to need to be so, so drawn out. So dieted down, um, and not pose so upright, so tall, or maybe not vacuum as much when you're in that front pose, but a little bit of rib. Yeah, that's okay. You could see some big names having a little bit of rib and they just can't control it. I mean, some really big names, you can look at the Olympia stage and there's some, some high level bikini pros that have some ribs, but the, the too too many ribs, that's going to be the thing, the, uh, where they're really ribby and you could see like, you know, five of them all the way down. Like that's getting, that's getting to the point where you're a little bit, where you're a little bit, uh, uh, looking stringy and it, it's, it's a big factor for the judges and them thinking that you're skinny versus them being, um, versus you being lean because your ribs are showing too much. So the next one we got here is going to be a petite, a petite physique. So mm. I know someone who's a little bit petite here. You're, you're kind of huge these days, though, you know? Oh, I can't even fit through the doorways. Like, I have to turn to the side. I'm so massive. Okay. I'm so massive. Okay. You have no idea. I do want to say we reached a momentous <laughs> occasion on on uh, show 40, 40 wins. Because we always have this joke around here going, I'm like, what if one day, and I was messing Don't with- Don't say it. Don't <laughs> say it. Just- Okay. Well, well, anyway, I got good feedback. My <laughs> arms are good. Upper body's good. Well, I was, I was well that's what they said. Yeah. It's much better this time. Yeah, much I, better. I was. I said, what if one day a judge said that she got too big up top? Like joking with her? Like she's just, they're just going to say, you're too big. You outgrew those bikini. <laughs> so we're joking with that. It didn't happen. But we were. Right. I was just messing with her. Being like, all I heard is a judge said, you're huge. <laughs> and we were like messing with her the whole weekend. We'll see uh, who. Yeah. It was really funny. Though. Yeah, no. It's like, yeah, one day, it's, you know. 
I think that's what that's what a lot of people think is going to happen if I stop competing and take an off season. They think I'm going to just blow but, up yeah, like that. Oh my how, gosh, that's <laughs> how it works after this advanced bodybuilding career. Oh that's so gosh. funny. But we had great feedback. So, so yeah, like one thing we're going to do in, in feedback with Ash is they didn't. You know, they a couple years ago everyone was saying she needs more shoulders, she needs more shoulders, and now they're not really saying that. Yeah, they're, here and there, just like a little bit. But well, yeah, and then they say they say you need a smidge. So hats off to you, and, and that's just another. That's so my shoulder caps are off to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the that's good the uh <laughs> that goes into showing you know it's relevant to this podcast episode because you main gained and we talked about mm -hmm. main gaining yeah. and people think oh you can't do it no it's just it's a slower visual process and you don't see her getting visually bigger so quickly because she's not adding that layer of fat that looks bigger right and uh and yeah so nothing but it's been some great it's been a great year for that i've been really happy with yeah, the feedback yeah yeah we've multiple we've been judges getting too. buff around here yeah we're getting buff isn't that funny we're getting so buff right now <laughs> so buff so uh the next one is ratios ratios you didn't even say what petite was, but okay. Oh, we didn't go into petite. I was just talking about because you're so. You got well, off no one's, no one's petite. Today. I know, but I'm like so excited. Someone well, said that you're jacked. Yeah. <laughs> she, they didn't say she's jacked. They just said just, she's good getting, better. getting better. They like yeah. the fuller looks. Yes. What they said. Uh, petite. So petite is just your, you know, your skeletal structure, really, your clavicle width, um, and bone size, bone thickness. Yeah. You know, I, I like to, you know your joint size, whatnot, and so if you have a small joint size and small clavicle width. Um, you know, there's a structural part of this game, and there's just certain things that are, you know, if you if you look at, you could look at the bikini lineup and look at who's a petite build, who's a medium build. There's no large, really large builds in the bikini lineup, would you say? I don't think there is, really. Maybe here or there. Yeah. Maybe not so much in the top 10, though. Yeah. Like, but I'm Small sure there's videos. a few that made it in. Yeah, and I, just, and I want to clarify to you, petite does not mean short, okay? Petite doesn't mean short. It can be, I mean, I'm five foot five. Point five. So I'm not short, but I guess I'm petite. Like my bones are, bones are kind of small. My yeah. feet are small. Your my feet hands are, tiny. are small. Yeah. Yeah. What are you a six? Yeah. Sometimes five and a half. Sometimes, yeah. which kid, is small for my, somebody my height. Kids so. shoes. You get the discount. I do. I can shop in the kids aisle, and you get funner shoes. The too. shoes are. Oh, you know what makes me mad is I, a lot of times I won't know them in the kids section, and I'll be like, "Oh, let me get these in like you know nine and a half." And it's like, "Oh, those are those are kids size." And I'm like, "Oh man, it happens like all the time." So. Okay, next one is ratios. 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 36, 24, 36. Oh, I know that song. What's that song? Uh, Sir Mix a Lot. Sir uh, Baby a lot. Got Back. These days, that probably wouldn't even be a thing, huh? It'd be like 42 because oh. of all the, 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 what is it, the butt stuff they do. Uh, I don't <laughs> know, but I will say this. If you look at Sir Mix a Lot's music video, and you guys all should, they are not juicy at all. Really? Like, if you think of a rap video these days versus Sir Mix-a-Lot song, you'd be like, whoa, she does not have back. That's for sure. Uh, it is crazy. You got to see it. I got to check that out. Just like, there's, like, flat little booties. Like, well, maybe, like, a little little hump. But not like today, the booties of 2023, let me tell you. That glute bridge changed the world. Glute bridge <laughs> and BBLs and yeah. glute bridges. Is it BBL? Brazilian BBL. butt lift? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, where they suck all the fat from your midsection and stuff it in your butt. Ew. That's crazy. I know. It's like, dang, I just want to get rid of all the fat. Like, yeah. Just don't put it in my butt. Just get rid of it. I don't know. I would never get it, though. But yeah. I've seen some weird stuff these some years. Some very hard recoveries. It's from pretty. What I and girls out there, like, obviously, we're going to a different topic here. But I don't think any have sneaked past me. Uh, we were at a show. Like, we were at a show earlier this year. And I was like, I was like, oh, that girl looks good. And I was like, oh, but she's got, uh, she's got 
you know, uh, um, a side, side enhancement injection, right? And then, BBL and, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then um, it doesn't get past the judges either, girls. <laughs> like, I'm like, they'll catch that. They'll catch that for sure. And it's it's so obvious when they turn around and it takes forever to get rid of it. Like it, if, if it even, if even you can sometimes. I don't so, think you can get rid of it. It's tough. Yeah. If I it mean, does. well, well, I guess it depends on what we're talking about. If we're talking about fat, probably not. Yeah. Because the, it's just going to deflate. Okay, so just like we all lose fat in different spots, if you stuff it there, then you're going to have to get so much leaner and so much leaner. And that's going to be literally the last place to leave. And when it does leave, you're probably just going to have deflated skin. and You know what I mean? And you're just going to shovel into nothing before you lose that booty. Yeah. But I guess it depends on what you're using, too. But if you're talking about injections, I don't know as much about that. But Yeah, I don't either because I don't, you know, we don't use them, obviously, in bikini. So the... um yeah, it's, but do you see your girls now? Like, I know it's a quick answer and you, you hear about it online and stuff that I can't tell you how many conversations I've had this year with judges that catch it. And it's, it, it sucks. Cause once you get that, not only do you get that, but it's like, it's in the judge's head at that point. Right. It's like, Oh, is that, is that a real glute now? Or is that a whatever? Right. So don't take the shortcut. Just hip thrust it up. Hip thrust Glute it up. bridge and hip thrust it up. That was a good rhymey. Yeah. <laughs> don't take the shortcut. Hip thrust it up. Make a rap song. Sell a bunch. Oh, I came up with a good rhyme last weekend too. Because I was telling my girls, like, you know, make sure to stay tall when you're posing. Chin high and chest to the sky. There stay tall. We just Stay we, tall. We just talked about that. It's funny. When you were in the bathroom. Uh, really? The ribby. I said if, if a girl's oh. too, like, tall... And, and too sucked in, they can get those ribs to show too sometimes. So you got to be careful with how much you're sucking in Vacuums, and whatnot. Yep. Vacuums. Yep. Okay. So ratios were on. And um, so ratios is basically your, uh, like your, your shoulder width, your waist width, your hip width, right? So uh, the ratios are going to be a lot different per person, but typically, and which is really cool is I have a, a 3D scanner here and I've had to, I've, I've scanned a lot of bikini pros a lot of top ones too. The ratios have been very similar about between all of them, between like 10 and 12 inches of their, their shoulder to waist to hips. It's all been very um, similar. And when I, we talk about their, their shoulder ratios, um, it's, I'm sorry, 10 inches between their waist and their hips. I'm sorry. And so, you know, if, if we have a 22 inch waist, you're seeing a 32 to 34 inch glute type of thing. Um, and that seems to be very common with these like higher level, Pro. So you're not seeing anything extreme like, you know, 20 on the waist and 40 on the hips, you know, 35 on the hips with a 20 inch waist or something like that. So it's, it's, you know, cause because remember bikini is about curvy and not extremes. So, um, so there you go. Yeah. There you go. Know. Yeah. It, if it becomes too extreme and freaky looking, it actually hurts you. So although you might have great ratios and you think it's the smallest waist versus the widest hips versus the widest clavicle, that doesn't usually translate as well in a success standpoint if we're looking at bikini and i think it has something to do with like something just looks a little too off whenever they're too crazy like that and i mean it could maybe that's a better question for the judges i'm just assuming but it doesn't usually help you if they're too crazy yeah yeah we've seen a lot of that happen so when it's too much like too freaky looking for sure yeah so um so we're going to carry this one. We're going to keep going and carry this one. As well. I think we should just save it because yeah. we have some good ones left. Yeah. So we're going to make a part two if you guys don't mind. Yeah. But I've got a great idea. So some of them we didn't get to yet, but I would like to know what some uh, lingo you guys have been hearing that Ooh, you would like good. for us to decode as well because maybe we forgot some or weren't aware of some. So in the comments below, just let us know 
what have you heard that you want us to clarify? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And uh, one thing I wanted to do too, I wanted to give uh, give a, a a shout out to because this is very helpful. If you give a give a shout out to Sandy, who's been doing all these seminars, you mm-hmm. know, she's been doing them all over the country. So if you guys um, aren't following the Spectrum page, she does a ton of these seminars all over the all over the the place. She did one yesterday after the show in Vegas. And she goes over a ton of these things, like the hourglass versus X-frame. That's where I got, I got it from her at, at, at one of these things and talked to her about it after. Um, but it's really great. She's super helpful with all the competitors out there and will, you know, answer all these questions when you're at those ex- those things. But so if you're a new competitor and you wanted to learn these things, you know, don't just learn them from me. Go to these go to these things. Uh, and, and she's a, a tremendous wealth of knowledge, you know. Absolutely. So and speaking of seminars. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. Seminar. Duh. We have one this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> seminar this weekend at 10 o'clock. Um, you do not need to reserve a spot. I always get a ton of DMs about these things. Um, you do not need to reserve a spot. You could just show up. You can be in, as, you know, shorts and a sports bra if you want. You could be, uh, ideally, be in bikini and in heels. You don't need the show heels. You can be in just regular heels and just show up. We have a glute camp after it. So we're doing it. It's it's the glute camps are getting pretty full. We charge, we're now charging... $15 for Sam and Courtney to, to do the glute camp for team members. And then for non-team members, uh, it's 25 for the glute camp. And it's an awesome workout. And and if I'm here, usually I'll jump in too and, and train people. So it's fun. What but, do you mean train people? You're participating as well. Yeah. Like, you know, doing squats and hip thrusts with just us. I just do hip <laughs> thrusts for an hour. <laughs> so anyway, with that, guys, we'll uh, talk to you next week where we jump into part two. Talk to you later. <laughs>